Good morning and welcome to my podcast. Today we're going to be in Acts 26 and um, it's probably one of my favorite um, lead ups to my favorite holiday and my my favorite holiday is Easter and it's because not of the 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 egg hunts or the special services um it's one of the major like holidays that people actually come to church it's it's because this was whenever the 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 victory was won this was when all the battles that had ever been and will ever be were were won and so today i'm super excited to um, read through this passage with you and to just break it down a little bit. Let's start in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for giving us your son. Thank you so much, Lord God, for seeing that the way that to you was was too hard. It was too much. We can never live up to your expectations, Lord God. We can never be seen as sinless. We can never be good enough. And so, Lord God, you loved us so much and you wanted us to have a relationship with you. So you sent your one and only son, Lord God, to come into this world. He lived a life. He he lived for you and he showed us how to treat others, Lord God. And then he was he was beaten. He was murdered, Lord God, on a cross so that you could have the blood sacrifice for our sins Everyone's sins were nailed to that cross, Lord God, because your great love for us. And not only did it did it stop on that cross, Lord God, but Jesus went down to hell and defeated Satan and overcame sin once and for all. Thank you, Jesus. And and you rose again and you give us all hope. To have that perfect, blameless relationship with you, God. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Lord God, I just, I I pray that you would help us to learn from your word and to live in that victory. And to experience the life that you have for us. I pray that you would just give us boldness to share love with others even when everyone is saying that we're wrong in doing things the way that we're doing them because we're living according to your word, Lord God, I pray that you would sustain us, Holy Spirit. Give us the words. Give us the the boldness. Give us the encouragement. Let us encourage one another and stand together in the hardest of times and proclaim that we are true followers of Christ. And what that means is that we love each other and that we are here for each other. And we are here to just point people to you, God. I love you. I thank you so much. And I pray that you would just help us walk through the scripture and to um, just pull your truth out so that we may apply it to our lives. In your holy name, amen. Acts 26. Agrippa said to Paul, It is permitted for you to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched out his hand and began his defense. 
I consider myself fortunate, King Agrippa, that today I am going to make a defense before you about everything I am accused of by the Jews, especially since you are an expert in all the Jewish customs. and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. All the Jews know my way of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation and in Jerusalem. They had previously known me for quite some time, if they were willing to testify that according to the strictest party of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now, I stand on trial for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers, the promise our twelve tribes hope to attain as they earnestly serve him night and day. Because of this hope, I am being accused by the Jews, O King. Why is it considered incredible by any of you that God raises the dead? In fact, I myself supposed it was necessary to do many things in opposition to the name of the Jesus uh, the Jesus of Nazarene. This I actually did in Jerusalem, and I locked up many of the saints in prison, since I had received authority from that from the chief priests. When they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. In all the synagogues, I often tried to make them blasphemy by punishing them. Being greatly enraged at them, I even pursued them to foreign cities. Under these circumstances, I was traveling to Damascus with authority and a commission from the chief priests. At midday, while on the road, O King, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun, shining around me and those traveling with me. When we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice speaking to me in the Hebrew language. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. But I said, who are you, Lord? And the Lord replied, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and a witness of things you have seen and of things in which I will appear to you. I will rescue you from the people and from the Gentiles to whom I now send you to open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and share among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Instead, I preached to those in Damascus first, and to those in Jerusalem, and in all the region of Judea, and to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, and do works worthy of repentance. For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple complex and were trying to kill me. Since I have attained help that comes from God, to this day I stand and testify to both small and great, saying nothing else than what the prophets and Moses said would take place, that the Messiah must suffer, and that as the first to rise from the dead, he would proclaim light to our people and to the Gentiles. As he was making his defense this way, Festus exclaimed in a loud voice, You're out of your mind, Paul. Too much study is driving you mad. 
But Paul replied, I'm not out of my mind, most excellent Festus. On the contrary, I'm speaking words of truth and good judgment. For the king knows about these matters. It is to him I am actually speaking boldly. For I'm not convinced that any of these things escapes his notice, since this was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you believe. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Are you going to persuade me to become a Christian so easily? I wish before God, replied Paul, that whether easily or with difficulty, not only you, but all who listen to me today might become as I am, except for these chains. So the king, the governor, Bernice, and those sitting with him got up, and when they had left, they talked with each other and said, This man is doing nothing that deserves death or chains. Then Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been released if he had not appealed to Caesar. So Paul is on trial because he's preaching the resurrection. And like I said, my favorite holiday is Easter because that's the event where Jesus defeated sin, hell, and the grave. All of our battles were won on Mount Calvary. Paul's conviction to try and help the Jews understand comes from an intense passion and desire and the Gentiles to accept our Lord and our Savior. The only way that Jesus could have done that is through the resurrection. He wants them to understand this is who they have been waiting on from the beginning. Everything they have hoped in and all the laws they follow were served by Jesus raising to life on the third day. And now he sits on the right hand of God, our father in heaven. If anyone understands how the Jews felt and how enraged they were against Paul, it is Paul because he used to feel the same rage against followers of Christ as well. It took Jesus blinding him and literally throwing him off his high horse on the way to Damascus for Jesus to make him understand that it was he for whom they have been waiting for. It was not Paul's place to judge others to begin with. Jesus had to come in in order to set right how wrong their society had gotten. They had truly thought that what they were doing was the right thing by withholding the law and persecuting and killing these people for going against what they had known for generations. So they, they, at the end, it says that, you know, this man has done nothing wrong, but he appealed to Caesar. So he still has to, you know, go to Caesar, but they, and that's because God called Paul to Rome. So even though no one finds him, um, charged with anything in order to follow through with what God has for him, he has to go to Rome. He has to preach the good news that, you know, which is Jesus is for the Gentiles and the Jews and that we have hope and power and saving grace to live in that. I hope you all have a wonderful day. I hope you're encouraged. I hope you understand how much Jesus loves you and how much God wants a relationship with you. And I pray that you would just pursue him 
and find his favor in your heart and just spread that love to our world that is broken. Love you guys.